Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A hot start right on the theme of Philadelphia sports right now. The Flyers are 4-1-0 and on the season. Why you should not be surprised by this hot start. Let's talk about it all right now. This is the Orange and Backcheck Podcast with Bill Kornfeld and Scott Weinhardt. It is episode 127 of Orange and Backcheck. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, following us on Twitter at OBackcheck and the Hockey Podcast Network. Make sure you are a follower of that. We are brought to you by DraftKings. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but use promo code THPN when signing up and you can get a free bonus. In the meantime, Scott. Man, I mean, this is this is right on theme. The only team that's struggling is not the Flyers; it's the Sixers. And riding the coattails of everyone else in the in the city of Philadelphia, sports wise, from the Union to the Phillies on the cusp of a World Series berth. I mean, this is as good a start as you expected. And there's obviously some key components to it, but man, your early takeaways from what we anticipated to be a road trip that was going to be rough. Obviously, they have. A back-to-back again uh, here against um, San Jose later tonight. But to go to Tampa, you go down 2-0 and you win the game. You lose a tough one in Florida on the back on the on that on the shoulders of Felix Sandstrom making his uh, first start of the season. You you just play a good game against Nashville and you dominate that game. Carter Hart's on another level right now. We'll get into him, but. What are your thoughts right now as we look at a 4-1-0 team, second place in the Metropolitan Division? Overall, I it's impressive. It really is. I, it's fun to watch. Like, it's fun. And I don't know if they're just running off the juice of the, uh, the Phillies a little bit there with just that little extra edge. But it's been fun to watch so far. I've really enjoyed the fact that, you know, this team... I, I, I talked about it a lot in the summer is that if you get off to a hot start, you're you're in good shape. Because now, you know, with it being a younger team, at some point you're gonna have that dip like in a roller coaster. You're 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 gonna have it. it. It's what happens with younger teams. But the good thing is is that now you won't have to chase points. Now you'll be able to kind of, you know, work through it a little more. Um because Getting off to the, the hot start and taking advantage of some teams that usually get off the slow starts, it, it's a really, really, really good thing. I Look, people are going to say, oh, it's a Tortorella effect. Like I, This team has, has better talent than you think, and they're playing fast, and they're playing aggressive, and they're on the puck. And they might not have natural scoring abilities in some of their players, but damn, and they've had to win games like, like you know, 
two to three to two, two to one, that sort of thing. I mentioned that a while back. But that Carter Hart stepping up, them just not falling into traps like they used to in second periods and late in games. It's a really good thing to see, man. No, I, I and I agree with you. I do think there's a difference here in what Tortorello brings because you're right. I think I, I think I undervalued the talent. I think a lot of people did. Um, that was here, um, just mainly like the Scott Lawtons of the world, um, the Travis Connectings that were just coming up short. Even Kevin Hayes. I mean, Kevin Hayes is filling big shoes right now as the number one C while uh, Sean Couturier is out, who's a natural two defend, uh, centerman. And we've talked about this and we've bashed it into our listeners' heads over and over. But I mean, this is just one of those things where he's stepping up and looks as healthy as... I think he's on a five-game win streak, or point streak, excuse me, uh, dating back, obviously, the last season. Um, or no, I'm sorry, it's 4-1. and So they're, never mind, I'm terrible at math. That's why I'm in radio and podcasting. Anyway, um, like there's just, I think what Tortorella brings that what even Dave Hackstall and AV, a little bit of Mike Yo, like dating back to those guys, I don't think they tapped into the talent like Tortorella did. And I think that goes to the conditioning program that Tortorella put these guys through. He was able to say, you're going to learn to play without the puck. And then hone your skills that way. You're not going to touch the puck the first day of camp. I don't even think they touched it much in the second day of camp. And it's one of those things where you just, yeah. Like, you saw it just naturally progress. They don't look tired late in these games. I mean, look, they clearly, up until last night against Nashville, they hadn't scored first all season. Uh, And it's one of those things where last year, or the year prior, they were they were dead in the water at that point. Like they gave up the goal first, and then they just said, "Well, what's the point in playing this game? I'm, we're we're down and out." Now the conditioning is just the conditioning's there. They're not overwhelmed by the the even like they went into Tampa and beat them after going down two nothing. Like that is all, in my opinion, thanks to John Torello's program of conditioning and putting the right talent or or excuse me, utilizing the right talent. And saying, this is what you're going to do. This is your job. Stick to it. And I promise you'll play well. And that's exactly what's happening. So I give Tortorella a ton of credit. I know he already said, like, there's not going to be a captain named. And they don't need a captain. Tortorella's leadership will carry them through as however far they can go for this franchise right now. And that's that's what well, matters. Well, part of it, I think if, you, if you're touching on the captain situation, a lot of casual fans aren't going to understand, well, why don't they have a captain? Why don't they have a captain? As we've mentioned in previous episodes back in the past, um, the captain is very symbolic. It's about who can talk to the referees, but it also is the leader of the team. I, I Listen, first of all, I love the fact, like you mentioned, he didn't use pucks on the first day. That is... Such an undervalued thing that people don't understand because you're just working on skating, skating, skating. When I, when, I, when I coached youth, I did that the first day. No pucks, none. Go skate because you know you, you got you got to start the conditioning somehow. If you start doing with pucks, you're too much working on your small skill set, your your skill set that you can pick up throughout the year, and not the important thing. Because in hockey, if you can't skate, you can't play. Plain and simple. Doesn't matter if you have the best hands in the entire world. Doesn't matter if you have the hardest shot in the entire world. You can't skate, you can't play. At that level, it's about the conditioning. It's about making sure that you can get through a grind like that because they're going to push you harder than you're going to be pushing an NHL game. 
So that's huge. Secondly, it's it's not the, the the leadership of this locker room needs to evolve and grow because you do have a young team. You know, you have Scott Lawton, which has been, you know, he, everybody before, like, oh, he might be a great captain. Okay, under previous coaches. I love that Tortorella's not going to name a captain this year. I love it. I love it because they, over a course of a season, need to earn it. And the fact that Scotty Lawton's the only one that has the letter should speak volumes about what he does in the locker room so far. But I also really like the fact that it's going to allow the locker room to come together and grow and like figure out their shit on their own. And that's exactly how it's supposed to be is that, you know, when they're, you can't, you can't, the problem is, is that a lot of coaches, they overcoach. Tortorella has mentioned that before. And what they mean by overcoaching is that they want to go into every little detail of the person's scheme. We talked about it last week, play to a player's strengths. Overcoaching also can be with the leadership group. Like, hey, look, you guys have been here a long time. You, you got to let them figure it out. It's like a family environment in there. You really got to let them hammer it out, figure it out, push each other. And, and and you see the leaders come out of that. The guys who naturally have that ability to lead and push other players over the top. That is what creates leadership in a locker room. So that's the most important thing that Torts can bring to that. Not so much specifically his leadership, but in his you know, psychological makeup on knowing how to coach the mind of players to say with younger guys, knowing what to do. Because listen, the league is very young. It's young and fast. And that's where the league is at nowadays. It's not like these back like 30 years ago when you had like, you know, players like, for instance, like you'd have like in a room, like you'd have like a Doug Gilmore or Joe Newendike, or you have, you know, I'm throwing completely random names out there. Like Jason Arnett, you know, guys who've been through the thick of it, Billy Guerin, uh, and I'm not, I mean, I'm talking flyers here, Mike Madano, Jerome Aginla, guys who've been through the thick of it and, 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 and you have multiple of these veterans on one team that can pull a locker room together. If you look back at the flyers, Oh, three Oh four team, you had Jeremy Roenick, you had John LeClaire, you had Tony Amante, you had, um, you know, Alexi Jamnov, you had Eric Desjardins, you know, Marcus Ragnarsson, uh, Vladimir Malikov. You had all these different guys who've been to the thick of it. They know how they need to operate in a locker room. The younger guys today, they don't have that because it's so based on speed. They miss that side of it. And that is crucial in a hockey locker room because you want those guys holding each other accountable, not the coach. And I think that's the problem these days is that the coaches are, are expected to do it when it should be the, the, the fluidity of a locker room. Yeah, and and to that point, like what if you watch the Nashville game yesterday, what you saw was a team like they they capitalized on a ton of opportunities. I think Nashville, I mean, they outshot them, but that doesn't tell the full story of what a t- how a t- game flows. But Nashville did outshoot the Flyers. What I think I noticed, I can't. I think it was Jordan Hall that pointed this out. I, I'm 95 percent sure it was Jordan Hall of NBC Sports. Um, the 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 um the Nick Sealer fight, I think it was late in the second period or early in the third. What you noticed when 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 Sealer was going off the ice because it was it was so late in the period he was obviously just going to go to the the locker room. Torts goes over there and says, "Great job, thanks for firing us up." Like that when you're looking for a player leadership or leader to step up. I mean, we you talked on you touched on Scott Lawton, which I agree with. When Torts goes over there and smacks uh, Sealer on the shoulder, everyone around him notices that. And that's, 
despite how hard he is on his players, because he is like it's it's known, it's what Atkinson went through uh, in Columbus. Um, it's what every player has gone through. Kevin Hayes, I think, did Kevin Hayes play under Torts in in New York? Okay, but either way, any players that pl- were in New York at the time, that kind of thing. He's tough on his players, but as he said in the, in the standard, I'm going to give you respect. I'm going to give you. I'm going to expect respect back. That's how I do it. And if you see in the middle of a game your coach go over to the player like Sealer, who is ex- playing that role to the T of what he is expected to do, and just go over there and just to fire the team up because they were not playing particularly well despite having the lead. When you see Torts go over there and say, nice job, kid, like that goes a long freaking way for the locker room because you not only gain the respect of each other's players, but you gain respect and you want to go to war for that that coach. And that's what Torts is great at. And I might be taking a little bit from Jordan Hall, but he's right in that sense. Like, Players should be going to war for torts, and that's why they're at this four and one start, and it's exciting. Like when if torts continues to be able to tinker and tap into what each player needs to be, this team is going to be contending not just for a wild card spot. They might sneak into the top three of the Metropolitan. There's a long way to go. I understand that. But like they are not gonna lay down easy. We saw that in Tampa the other night. When they go down two nothing, we saw that early in the season. They've they've notorious like unfortunately they they went down one nothing or two nothing in every one of these games, and they crawled back except against Florida and like Florida. And you're coming off a back to back where you fought hard to win against Florida or excuse me against Tampa. Like this is one of those things where they didn't look tired. None of these games they look tired. We'll see how they look against San Jose tonight uh, in the Wells Fargo Center. That's going to be a, a, a tough game again because they're coming off a win. They traveled back to Philly. You're going to be dealing at the, it's coming down around the time of whatever happens in it, across the street in Citizen Bank Park, uh, where the Phillies might be clinching a World Series spot. You can still ride the coattails of all of this energy. Like if I'm the Flyers, and they already done a great job of doing this in um they're doing a watch party for C- for ticket members today like you can get there around 132 o'clock i think and just watch the game i think dollar hot dogs five dollar beers that's what's so unique about this city and i know we and i'm kind of de- delving into the ownership responsibility as embracing the sport and the city and they've done an amazing job of that and i think valerie camilla Dave Scott, like whoever's organizing that, it's probably Valerie, if I were to guess. Like, great job. Like, honestly, like embracing and riding the coattails, everything going on in the city of Philadelphia is exactly what you need. And these slow spots, these slow starts are a concern, but they're not a red flag like, holy crap, this is going to... It doesn't feel like the starts that they've had over the last couple of seasons where they have started strong. Under AV, they had two straight 2-0 and starts, I believe, under AV, and then it delved into chaos. Obviously, we know about the, the the March of last year or two years ago and all that, but like this feels different. This feels very, very different and why you shouldn't be surprised of what this team is doing. Before we get into Carter Hart's season and how that's going, 
Let's talk about DraftKings Sportsbook. The NHL season is underway. The Flyers are off to a hot start. And DraftKings Sportsbook is here for every moment of the season. An official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. I mean, just ride the Flyers at this point. They're playing really, really well. See what you can get out of them. I think they're going to be the underdog in a few of these games up ahead. And you can get some great odds on it. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win and how many goals will be scored and that will give you an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they win. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. You can see all the restrictions and where they apply in our episode description below. Thank you, DraftKings Sportsbook. Carter Hart, man, this is one of those things where I think we've been waiting for this from Carter Hart. We we talked about how he hasn't played the, didn't play the uh, preseason and left, let up some soft goals. But when he needs to come up big, he comes up big. I mean, he's posting a 949 save percentage right now. His far and away, his hottest start in four games uh, in the first four games of his seasons uh, as a flyer. He's notoriously known for like getting yanked at some point in these first four games under previous regimes. And this just feels like a different season for Carter Hart. I don't know what you're seeing as a goalie yourself, but it's just one of those things where I see it and I'm like, he's not bailing this team out uh, per se, but he is keeping the game in the control of the Flyers when they are struggling defensively at the time because they're still getting used to towards the system. Yeah, don't use the system as an excuse, first of all, all right? I I, I mean, listen, are they giving up a lot of shots per game? Yeah, I think they're giving more shots up than they they want to. I think the part of it, too, is that – but it's not so much the amount of shots, it's the quality of shots. And I'll say this. One of the things I noticed last night in the game is that, yes, did Nashville outshoot them? Yes, they did. But here's what I saw at certain points of the game where I thought it was critical. When it was still 2-0, and Nashville had really had a strong push in the second period. Last night, the second period wasn't that great for the Flyers. Nashville had a strong push at some points. But I noticed that they were taking away lanes. But they were, at the same time, they were letting Carter see the puck. If there was a traffic in front, it was getting blocked. And they were either keeping to the outside of the circles where it gives Carter a better angle to, to make the stops. I really thought that that's the most important thing because, listen, when you have, and you're in between the circles and you have a shooter coming down right down Broadway, that is, it's very, the shooter's got all day. Yeah, that's a, such, such, such a hard thing on a goalie to stop. It, it's just really difficult. But when you cut him to the outside and you force him to the outside of the dots, the goalie has a better chance to get that angle. You have to much have a much, much, much better shot. And you may not see it on TV, but it's from the puck angle. When that puck is down low, it's got to go pretty much up and over. And there's a lot of spots where basically there's no net available. Um, 
uh, like with Felix Sanchez the other night, the 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 fourth goal that they scored that the Panthers scored it went underneath his arm. I don't know what it is about what you know. Just my my view. I've seen it last night too. It went underneath Carter's arm. Like I I know that six hole is a problem with the style that that that, that Kim Dillabosh teaching him, and it's it, that's not a that's not a knock, but that's like a that's the weakest point they have is under the arm. But what I'm seeing out of Carter is that his movements are very good. His conditioning is very good. He's come up with really tough saves late in games. You know, he, he sometimes he has to, I mean, and it doesn't look like he's fighting it either. He's 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 controlled. He's he's in a flow. He feels, it looks like he's playing sharp. I, it might have been conditioning for him as well. But I look at Carter when I see him move around the crease and, he, you know, is sliding and moving. Like the glove save he had last night, great anticipation. Yeah, it was that was that was excellent. And that was that was part of it. That wasn't desperation. It was okay. Leave the glove right above the pad. He's got to get a perfect shot. Shot it right in the glove. That's exactly what you want. Eighty percent of the shots come from mid part of the net or lower, and then twenty percent go top. For you know, Duchesne to roof that right there. That's a very very hard shot to make to begin with. Um, but I love the fact that he's able to move around and make really tough saves look simple just by trusting his technique that that's the biggest thing that i see out of his game he's not scrambling he looks controlled on what he said which is huge i mean you've you've talked about it uh numerous times on this podcast just go back to any of our episodes where we focused on carter hart in our titles like his skating just looks better. He's the you're, the goalie is supposed to be the best skater on the ice, and Carter Hart just looks like a kid that like. I mean, he looks like a veteran right now. He's only twenty four well, years he is old, a and he is a veteran at this yeah. point. He's not a kid anymore. And to that point, like I, I was thinking about it, I'm like, is there something to be said? You touched on Felix Antrim la- the other night in Florida. I think it's 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 a mind game too. We talked about how not a mind game per se, but like just a men- mentality that Carter Hart has clicked into knowing that because he doesn't have a Martin Jones behind him, he just has a Felix Antrim who's a young kid himself trying to get his feet under him in the NHL. He looked okay in Florida. He obviously is got the loss, but he looked I thought decent. he played well. I actually, I thought he played well. That fourth goal was bad. It was bad, but you know what? It, he didn't have. Much. I didn't like the first goal either. I thought he. I, I the first. Like the first goal. That I think one. that. Yeah, and it went down a little early. Look, not the nitpick. He'll get there, but he needs that experience. Yeah. Like I think there's something that has clicked in Carter Hart's mind. Going, oh, they fully trust me now. Chuck Fletcher trusts me. Tortorella trusts me to an extent because, yes, that you need a solid backup to get you through the NHL in, in today's age, but when you are backed up I think there's something to be said about being backed up by a solid veteran like Martin Jones compared to a establishing uh Felix Sandstrom or another young player I think Carter Hart knows as you said he's a veteran now he's 24 years old but he's been in the league since 2019 right. uh and you just got to ride with him really 2018 yeah. cuz he this obviously came season. in, in December people don't realize this is fifth season yeah so like the fact that we're seeing not just trust handed to him, but like just him knowing he has the trust and going, you can trust me on this and I'm going to show you why. 
and posting up some ridiculous numbers. I mean, like you said, he doesn't look like the moment's getting too big for him. He's not getting desperate saves, even though that glove save he had last night in Nashville looks desperate, but it's just about positioning. His technique, yes. It's his technique. He looks solid. He looks crisper. And I think to your point about like the six hole being a weak spot, I think it's just the law of averages. I mean, it has to be. It's glove positioning. You can fix it, but... You know, then you run the risk of guys shooting over the block. The thing is, is that as a goalie, you don't want to get beat through you. Like, have them go around you. If you, if you, you know, they go high glove or high block, if those are really hard to stop, shots to stop to begin with. But it depends on, and I, I'll have to bring next episode. I'll use my glove and blocker to, to demonstrate. But if you have your hands out like this, I'm saying like this, you're, we're doing a podcast. You can't see that. Um, if you have your hands out in front of you, like the like the goalies normally do, naturally because your elbow's extending straight out, you're leaving a gap underneath your arm. And if you come down, you kind of have to bend your elbow, turn your glove down to try to pinch that pinch that hole. Like try it. Put your hand all the way out in your left hand side. Okay. Now try to put it against your body. You can't. No, you have to bend your elbow and then you have to kind of like turn your hand to really get it tight to your body. That quick movement of making kind of that C motion is, is, is quick. What you, the thing is, though, is that, like, for instance, you watch like a guy like Martin Jones. Martin Jones keeps his elbows tight to his body and his hands close to him. They're still in front of him slightly, but he you don't see him get beat through him because he creates that wall. Um, I, I don't know why they don't use that technique more often, but when you have your elbows close to your body, okay, now try shooting. Now you have to shoot around. There's nothing through you. There's nothing. That's why I'm saying it. That's controllable. Now I'm nitpicking at this point. I really, yeah. I mean, he's got a one point seven five goal. That's all you can do. And a nine four nine save percentage, which is ridiculous. But I want to, but, 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 I want to point out something that people may not realize. You're, you're seeing the turnaround now because the team is better in front of him. But if you look at his stats last year, Carter Hart's goals against average is three point one six. Okay, that's pretty. For starting goaltender, that's not good at all. That's not good. I, I view goals against average is more of a defensive stat than, than just on goalie. What you really want to look at is their save percentage. The save percentage for Carter Hart last season was 9.05. Okay? 9.05. Okay. He had, with a 3.16 goals against average, his save percentage was still over 900. That is actually, that's a key thing. Because generally the year before, during the uh, pandemic season, and in 2021, he had an 877 goals against average and a 3.67. I'm sorry, 877 save percentage and a 3.67 goals against average. That's not good at all. But the fact he had over a three goals against average and his save percentage was 905. I think Martin Jones had over a three uh, goals against average last year and his save percentage was just 900. So the point is, is that yes, while they were he was seeing a lot of shots last year, getting a lot of, but he was seeing a ton of shots. I mean, in 45 games. He saw four, 1,441 shots. And I, and I want to make a comparison here so people understand is that this is the kind of, uh, I should say, jump in Carter's game you could see with these kind of stats. So, with this, go look at Igor Shosturkin, okay? Igor Shosturkin, last season, okay, a 9.35 save percentage of 2.07 goals against average in today's NHL, Okay. Shots against 1,622. Okay, so for Carter, that's about maybe eight more starts. 
So at the same time, that's what you're going to see is that that volume is still going to be there. He's still going to see about 30 shots a game, but that's what you want because the more that Carter Hart actually gets shots against him, the better that he's actually going to play because everything's more of a flow. When you have games where goaltenders don't see a lot of shots, you don't get into a rhythm, which is what it actually could benefit the Flyers right now. Actually, it happened with UC Soros last night, you know? When you don't see a lot of volume, you don't get into your flow. You don't get into your room. You get a little cold. Your your movements aren't, aren't as sharp because you're not seeing the action. When you're seeing 30-plus shots a game, it becomes instinctive. It's just, okay, you technique, trust your technique, move with it, play with the game. Igor Shosturkin saw over 30 shots a game last year. That's a lot. That's a lot at the NHL level. Carter Hart's probably going to see the same thing again this year, which is good because the more of you get into flow, don't worry about fatigue, don't worry about any of that stuff. Worry about him getting about 50, 55 games this year, okay? You're going to need that out of him. But if he can post some numbers like Shesterkin did last season, and listen, it's early. I'm not over, over, you know, making this crazy or anything. But if he can post a 935 <laughs> or 2.07 goals against that, this team's going to go to the playoffs. There's no question in my mind. And, I, you know, that's the thing is that you, you want to look at just Carter Hart with this. But that's a team improvement defensively as well. Because they're not giving up those quality shots. You know, you can look into the advanced stats for Golton. I'm not doing all that. And straight down, if you keep the puck, it's very simple with Golton. You keep him outside of the dots, and you start blocking shots in the middle more, you're going to have success. And with those numbers, man, if he can copy Shesterkin, not only are they going to go to the playoffs, he's going to win the Vesna. He's going to win the Vesna. I mean, Shesterkin is considered one of the top five, if not top two goalies, right up with um, Vasilevsky in in Tampa I mean like that's not that's not just simple praise that's high praise for a guy like Carter Hart that we've been honestly we've been waiting for his breakout season we a couple years ago were like if he can get to a 940 and become elite like that's all we've been looking for to really establish himself and he did not answer that call obviously during the pandemic the season after the pandemic it was really rough um he went, he, I think he got, that was the year he got rid of his psychiatrist. So there was a lot of questions surrounding that and just like how he was mentally handling the pandemic. I mean, he rebounded pretty well the season after that. And just to see him continue to flourish is incredible. And like you said, his conditioning, maybe it was just down to that. I think like if this whole season, not just Carter Hart, but if this whole season comes down to Hey, they just needed to improve their freaking conditioning and not get lazy and tired in the third period, 10 minutes in and, and under. Like that is mind-boggling that it might be that simple. I don't think it is. I think we're gonna we're gonna see, like you said, we're gonna see that roller coaster at some point. They have a couple of games here starting today at the time of this recording. Uh they play San Jose tonight at home. They have a nice uh three-game home streak, uh three-game homestand uh in San Jose and then Florida and then Carolina, which is a tough test. Like that's a nice test. You get a little bit of a revenge factor here in against Florida. Carolina is a pertinent, always consistently good team, uh, especially as of late under Ron Brindamore. I mean I expect Carter Hart to answer the bell. I expect this entire team to answer the bell. Now that you've set expectations, five games in doesn't sound like a lot. But for what, how they're playing, it's set a tone that they continue should they have to continue to ride. And honestly, just continue to ride whatever is in the freaking water here in Philadelphia. We have a team that's about to win, uh, clinch a berth in the World Series. We have a team, a football team that is undefeated. The Sixers 
whatever. They'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, they'll, we'll let the Sixers podcast worry about them, like the Rice, Ricky Sanchez, and you know Ball and all that. Like, the Union, they're one win away from the, the MLS Cup final. There's a scenario. I don't know if you know this, Scott. There is a scenario, and I, I just want to delve into the, the, the baseball talk for a little bit. There's a scenario here. If the if the Flyers win the go to the World Series, excuse me, if the Phillies go to the World Series and the Union win on the thirtieth, uh, the Eastern Conference semifinals, there's a scenario where both the Phillies and the Union could win their respective championships on the same day, because it would need a Game Seven World Series and the November fifth is the MLS Cup. So that. Does Philadelphia have the infrastructure for that kind of stuff? I don't uh, no, think it no. does. The city would burn down. <laughs> you better get the Crisco ready. Every say, every light pole. It. I was I was going to say how it's a little bit of bad juju that they're already greasing the oh, poles right before Game they Four stop that. Uh, yesterday in the. Let the, them the climb the poles. Just get stop with the Crisco crap. It's nonsense. So, I am very excited. I th- I will be in attendance for today's Game Five. Uh, Wheeler versus you in game five. I like, I'd be shocked if, like I said, use t- like, uh, like our promo code with DraftKings, THPN. It's not obviously exclusive to the hockey. Use this for the Philadelphia sports team in baseball. Throw some shekels on them. I think this is going to be a fun season and we can go from there of how this is going to go. Like, just continue to ride the coattails of how this, how this city is feeling right and now. And I'll tell you this, okay? This is going to sound. Really nerdy. But one thing adding to Carter Hart's success, the gear change. 100%. Oh, The yes. gear change. Yes. The gear change yes, the- is underrated. I love it. The fact he went from true to, to Brian's now. The inside materials on the pads have different material, better sliding, easier sliding. Instead of using speed skin, you use Primo, Brian's Primo. I would I will say too it's also the mask. He's riding the juju of cuz it's uh, the Foo Fighters. It's Dave Grohl, Taylor Hawkins and obviously the tragic passing of Taylor Hawkins over the, a couple of months ago. Like riding the coattails of that good juju, that's all I can add. Like I am for a guy like me, I think this is a lot of fan base that is going to take a little bit longer for them to buy into this because similar to how the, they were hesitant to buy into the Phillies cuz they came up small against big name teams at the time. But now that we're here and now that we're playing as well as we are for the most part I'm bought in like I need this team to make the playoffs I know we're five games in I know I'm setting the expectations way too high for my own heartbreak but I'm feeling good in this city yeah and I think you all yeah should. we all should like we that's should. really what this all this comes down to Eagles Sixers Flyers Union everyone is riding high I mean this is exactly what we've been waiting for I don't think I I think it's been since 1980 the last time that all the teams yes. were this yes. good yes yeah, because every the Flyers made the, fi- the Flyers made the final, final against Edmonton. Phillies won the World Series. The Eagles went to the Super Bowl, and the season. Yeah, everybody won. The, yeah, yeah, everybody has a shot this year. 40, 40, 42, 43 years later. Yeah, exactly. I think they need to do. I don't. I think it was the Enquirer. I don't know who did the print, but it was at the art museum where it had Reggie White, Mike Schmidt, uh, Bernie Perrant, and uh, Julius Irving. We need to get that with today's athletes: Carter Hart, Bryce Harper, Joel Embiid. 
and Jalen Hurts uh, sitting at, at, at outside. The yes, LZ yes, and, and, absolutely. That, I got that, Carter Hart to know because he, he did it with Pete that. Peters there too. Yeah, I remember that picture. Yeah, you see it on Super Seventy Sports on Twitter sometimes. It's awesome. Yes, awesome. All right, that is going to do it. I am flying high. I, I, I'm so happy. I think we have a do we have a guest we, appearance we have, today before we, we, we wrap have this a guest up? appearance who wants to come on. Yes. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. So let's see. Uh, we can do two things with the guests. We can ask the guests questions, or we can play um, NHL logo trivia. I'll let you choose, Bill. Uh, let's do NHL logo trivia. NHL logo trivia? Okay. All right. Hang on one second. All right. I'm going to pull up some random ones. When I point to it, buddy, I'm gonna, hang on. I'm going to bring in our special guest today. All right. It's Sawyer, my five-year-old. Sawyer. All right. Say hi, Sawyer. Hi. All right. So, Sawyer's been studying a lot. He's been doing great in school, and he wants to come on the podcast, and he wants to, uh, I'm going to ask him uh, the logos, all right? You want to look at the logos? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think you can name them all? All right, can you see those? Can you see those logos? Okay. All right, I'm going to point to a team. Now, it's a little hard to see on the podcast here. Let me see if I can share my screen. All right, uh, hang on one second. Let's share. Uh, let's see, Chrome tab. Let's do this one here. Okay, so I'm going to share it. So you can see this on the podcast. Bill, can you see that? Okay, all right. So I'm going to put my mouse. See this little pointer here, buddy? Mm-hmm. All right, so you're going to have a little pointer. I want you to tell me what team it is, okay? All right, so stand up right here so people can see you. All right, what is this team here? Capital. Good job. Okay, yes. all right, what team is this? A little easy. Yeah, what's this one here? You know this one. The blue one. How about this? I like that small one. That's the NHL logo. I don't know why they have that in there, but whatever. <laughs> That's yeah, so it, it is, it is randomly there. placed in there. I don't understand why. What's what's this team here? The Rangers. Good. Hey, it fly. It didn't have the Kraken on here. Yeah, this doesn't even have, doesn't the, even have the Kraken on, on here. What's that? what's his team here? The Penguins. Yeah, which one do you like more, the Flyers or Penguins? Um, penguin. <sighs> no, oh, no. On that note, we got a wrap. <laughs> what about here? Oh what about here? What is it? Good. What about this? The blues. Yep, the blues. What about this? The lightning. Good. What about this? All right. Good job, Sawyer. It's good a job. great job, Sawyer. Let's give him a round of applause, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Right. Uh, on that note, we got a wrap. This has been a lot of fun. I think the Flyers are answering a lot of questions early on in this season, and it's going to be a lot of fun to continue to watch these remaining 70-plus games. Uh, Carter Hart's on a tear. Just hope that he keeps doing it because that's he's the fuel of this game, this team right now. And like that's you're posting 749 save percentages. That's damn impressive. 1.75 mm, goals against 749. I don't know about that one. 949. What did I say? The 749. I say yeah, 740? he wouldn't even be in the NHL at that point if he had a 749. No, he would not. Percentage. <laughs> uh, make sure you are following us. Make sure you are following the Hockey Podcast Network. All of it is in the, uh, the description below. Follow those uh, accounts Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All of that good stuff. We thank you so much for listening. Orangeandbackcheck at gmail.com if you want to join in on the conversation. We'll talk to you next time. One quick hot take. The reverse retro jerseys are garbage.